planting planting in the ground already oh hell no we're still cloning we don't okay. we don't like to go outside till the very end of may beginning of june okay. it takes about three weeks to do eighteen thousand plants so now that's important because if you go out too soon you fuck up yeah you fuck up um the lighting schedule is really more yeah not not the freezing and all that that stuff kind of goes away at the beginning of may but um if you get out there too soon and uh you put your plants you might hermaphrodite them or trick them out or you know stress them even so the later you wait the better is that similar to any other crops you guys have dealt with mm. or just everything's different everything's different yeah. uh like coming from the farming background oats you want to go in spring because then they give a good head like mid-june uh into june mid-june right in there and uh you don't want to put them out too late like now or yeah the end of may because you'll just end up with like a six inch plant that heads out right away because <coughs> it tricks itself so there's a lot of um similarities in some of the crops but not not many well not many and i think that that's a that's a common misconception oh, is, yeah. is, is as agricultural guys farmers get into <coughs> cannabis growing and it's a fucking much different animal dude it's a completely different animal um we don't have to worry about phing and all that stuff for our uh our alfalfa, alfalfa oats hay, grass the hay <coughs> um there's some vegetables that you got to be a little bit more careful with but uh yeah there's no crop like cannabis yeah that's what that's what got me into it and uh made it like more of a challenge and intriguing for me is i couldn't dial it in yeah. you know like we planted alfalfa and just went with it me and my partner when we started and turned it into a cash crop and my cousins um who have been in the cannabis game for a long time they're in the las vegas cannabis industry like 15 years ago talk some shit oh you go chili good and you go all this good you should try growing pot cannabis yeah and i was like okay so i started and uh fuck well, how'd three years how'd your family and friends look at you when you told them you were gonna back off from alfalfa and go hemp or cannabis um <coughs> my grandpa was all for it you know really? if not for him i wouldn't even be a farmer he kind of gave me 20 acres where we're at now and said it's always been this grass crop if you can you know get it plowed and turned over you can farm alfalfa turn it into what you want so yeah. we eradicated the gophers and the prairie dogs that were out there and then paid somebody to do the dirt work that we now get paid to do and um ain't that funny how that happens yeah and right off the bat turned it into like something that was profitable yeah you know cost us eleven thousand to do the pay for the tract work and the seed our first crop we cashed in at like twenty two thousand, so we doubled our money and we're like whoa there's money in farming we we grew up doing it and getting paid to like haul hay and you know irrigate fields for the guys that owned the fields and owned the equipment <coughs> but once we learned uh there was some money in it me and my partner started doing it pretty much full time yeah you and dave back then yeah back then nice so and the reason we did it is Dave said, I got horses again right out of high school. And he said, I don't want to pay 10 bucks a bale. You should ask grandpa <laughs> if we can farm one of his fields. And that's how it started. Yeah, I said, yeah. grandpa, you know, I know you're older now and you're not farming as much. Uh, can I have one of your fields to farm? And he said, no. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. I went back to work. I was working with my dad as a pharmacist tech and um, fighting professionally at the time. So it was nothing to me. And then two weeks later, he called me back over to his house and said, um, I feel bad that I told you no. I'm not giving you an opportunity. I think it's cool you want to, but I don't have any land available. Your little cousin beat you to the punch. So he said, "There's that 20 acres behind the store. 
you know, you could do what you want with it. So I knew nothing about like turning the ground over and getting it all ready yeah. as like a real farmer from A to Z. You just had a harebrained idea. Yeah, I just Dave talked to you into getting some cheap hay, you thought. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then next thing you knew, we paid one of our buddies, Matt Chavez. They're a big time farm family yeah. right by you now and uh most expensive hay you've ever bought huh yeah well no it turned it turned into money right away like that's i said it, it i was pissed oh my god how how am i going to recover 5500 because that's what it cost me it cost him 5500 and sure enough we got our first you know our own crop and sold all the hay off the field to a couple people and right away it turned into twenty two thousand. i was like shit we already well, made our money back and what a lot of people don't realize is that farming can be lucrative i mean there's yeah. a reason people farm it's not you know just out of like survival method right now there's a reason people choose that you know career yeah but farm smarter not harder yeah. that's the thing and a lot of people especially here in new mexico like we go at it a different way. We flood irrigate. We uh, we're, we're constantly battling equipment going down because we have to transport it on highways and down roads and ditch banks and stuff. And things break and it gets expensive. You know, big time yeah. farmers they don't move their tractors off certain five hundred acre, thousand yeah. acre pieces. We're over here trying to chase a hundred acres on fifteen different pieces, little sub eight acres here, so five acres there. <clears throat> that's what you were telling me before that you guys so you took went from grandpa's field and you and you guys spread out because you realized there was some money yeah in. so we started right at the time when we were getting into it a couple big name farmers in our community were like hanging it up so there was a bunch of leases up yeah. for grabs so we started snatching all the leases you know putting our our name in the hat and next thing you knew we had probably 400 500 acres but spread out all across valencia county even the South Valley, Belen, but there we were going, you know, eight miles an hour down the road to the next field, the next field. And um, we turned, you know, a tractor my grandpa sold me for nothing, he pretty much gave it to me, an old John Deere, an old single baler and an old, old, old swather that cuts the hay, um, about $5,000 worth of equipment. We used that for two years and Dave saved his money and bought a new tractor, a new cutter, Nice. Next thing you knew, you know, we turned that into another investment. Now we have tractors, we have big balers, little balers, um, nice cutters, air conditioned, you know, two two seats in the cab. Whereas before there was no air conditioning, a little metal fan like that in the school. There's buses. definitely a few ways to farm. I've yep. seen that with some of this equipment out here. There's that old school fucking sweated out to the oldies yep. in the sun. And then there's that new school fucking air-conditioned cabs all mirrored out mm -hmm. fucking plush seats so yeah no that all just depends on, i guess how much money you want to spend yeah how much money you want to spend and how much money you have yeah so uh, a lot of it goes back into the cannabis too like you know we we do it a little different we go directly in the soil i think we save some money there and um utilize what we have yeah. uh thing that people don't realize about Valencia County, well, the whole Middle Rio Grande is it's really rich in minerals and vitamins in the dirt already. Uh, one time, the Rio Grande was the Rio Grande, a big river. Yeah, it spread across the whole terrain down there. And uh, well, that area was like swampland at one point. It was right? swamp. That's why they put the drainage ditches. Yeah, but before it was swampland, it was a river. Yeah. The whole river ran from uh the mesa to the mesa is a huge it was bigger than the mississippi okay and um when you know it dried up and stuff it left a lot of rich minerals and vitamins in the soil so 
that's why the alfalfa, the chili that you plant down there and stuff does so yeah. good, especially in the Hatch Valley. Yeah. It does really good. Yeah, I know Greg, uh, one of my mentors, he uh, he's a hydrogeologist, and, and yeah, he's, he's stated that, that the mineral... The mineral content of our soil in in exactly the area you're talking mm -hmm. about, from about Socorro to about the you know Bosque Farms area, mm -hmm. you have this this extremely rich stream, may you say, yep. you know, yeah, of of mineral deposit that is amazing, amazing for growing cannabis, amazing for growing many different things. Yeah, so so that's cool, man. I, that's, I, I learned it was good for cannabis. Like I said, on accident, my cousins talked some shit. I had to start indoor like everybody. I had a little um, 12 by 20 room that I started in. I put up um, styrofoam um, sheets that broke away my clone room from my bedroom <laughs> to my flower room. And I was doing it all in there. And, you know, I was learning how to grow. And you, you don't grow, you don't yield very much in there. I'm a farmer. I like big yields. And one year I got 50 clones ready. And took them outside and banged outside and was like, oh, yeah, this is where it is. Yeah. When you start seeing like, you know, three, four pounds of plant and that much more yield. And to me, outdoor was better than indoor because I wasn't very good at indoor yet. Yeah. And um, I just went from it from there. So I'd keep my indoor crops going with my plants and stuff. And then next thing I knew, I was at 100 plants outside and, you know, pulling down four or 500 pounds, not even knowing what to do with it. And I did that for a while. And then... Um, hemp became a thing so we converted that 20 acre piece i'm talking about into hemp and we farmed it you know we had thousands and thousands of plants and stuff like that but to me that gave me the opportunity to grow it wasn't cannabis it was hemp but like outside in the open without yeah. having to worry about you know all the stuff that well, came the two are very it. similar for they those are. that don't know you know, cannabis and hemp are, are very, very similar. They're, they're, you know, brother and sister in a sense, um, cousins in a sense. Yeah. Um, and the only difference is the cannabinoid content, really. Um, obviously, there's different structures. You have all kinds of different genetics now, and, and I'm sure you've, you've been well-versed yeah. in all that. But, uh, yeah, no, hemp is very much like if you can use it, especially, let me take that back, not industrial hemp, not the hemp that... George Washington no, fucking grew like CBD. The CBD hemp, the 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 hemp, the new age hemp, mm -hmm. you know, the the smokable hemp. Yep. You know, the the hemp that our forefathers grew was was textile hemp, was yep. industrial hemp. And they were single shots, single stock, fucking tall as fuck, and and they were made for one thing and that was usually the 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 cord it's called, yep. right? The inside. Um cuz there's like a decorticator mm -hmm. or some shit. And so, yeah, they, they basically just stripped down the stalks and use that for the different fibers. So granted, some of those plants would throw buds and there's many, many rumors of, you know, the forefathers and the people way back then smoking joints yeah. um, and different, you know, uh, different things of, of the buds that came off those plants, which now that we know, especially if you ever smoked fucking brickweed, that was, you know, three, four percent fucking THC. You don't you don't need much THC to yeah. get fucking high. Just a little bit will fucking get you there. We'll we'll make it happen. So Yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. I, I grew up with that too. I, yeah. I uh, unpacked many bricks of weed. Yeah. Using no, a screwdriver and a little hammer to chisel off eighths. So it's a good thing you made it through through hemp. Some people didn't. Yeah. That no. was that was a rough, rough period. How'd uh, that go for you guys? I don't think we really made it through. 
we lost quite oh, a bit of here. money. I mean, we, <laughs> we probably lost like 200000 on a 20-acre crop, just employees, investment, the whole thing. Yeah. Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, and I, I took it serious like it was a, a cannabis crop. I already knew how to like cure it, dry it, trim it. And I was putting, you know, packs away that were shelvable flour, in my no, opinion. Nobody gave a fuck about Nobody it. gave a fuck. It was five bucks. <laughs> At five bucks, I didn't want to even sell it. I was just giving it away. I thought it was an insult. So yeah, we lost our ass. And, uh, you know, luckily we had our farming still to keep us going. And yeah. we do a little dirt work, house pads here and there. And that paid for that, but we still lost. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, you know, I don't like to look at the glass ever half full. I was uh, half empty. I look at it half full and I said, fuck it. Like, I feel like I'm a doctor now at farming cannabis. Yeah. Because I, I didn't give a fuck about hemp. I really didn't. It was just a means <coughs> to an end for us. Um, yeah. I had a big feeling that it was going to be a legal crop cannabis here before we knew it, which um, here it is and it, it's a legal crop. So, yeah. you know, we were able to learn how to farm out in the open different techniques and styles and uh just take the negatives and the positives out of that and now we're successfully growing cannabis okay. uh not even a year in yeah our, our license went into effect on 518 of last year so we're not even a year old company and we've done we've done okay um you know our our, our flowers in quite a bit of shops across the state yeah you guys are spreading proud. out there and we've done some work together, and, yeah. and and you guys got some good extracts out of it, and I've seen those popping up all over. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm oh, yeah. honored too, like that. I knew people in the industry as well, like yeah. if, for instance, you. Yeah, you took us under your wing. Did well. Most people don't know we've been friends for a long time. Yeah, and that that's yeah. you know people don't know that, but business and friends, yeah. and it's good to know a guy like yeah. you for sure. Because yeah. I felt honored to be able to like say. We have farmers extracts yeah. as well. Like yeah. that really helped with getting our name in the door with certain people, you know, yeah. and it, it's helped. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to continuing to do that with you guys yeah. because uh, you're, you're the biggest name in concentrates in New Mexico Thanks, for sure. Thanks. We're trying to be biggest name in the country at one point. Well, that's the goal for everyone. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm not like you i i would love to see cowboy rx go nationwide when yeah. it becomes federal and i know you guys will yeah. you guys have look at your place look yeah. at your brand look at your product that's the whole design of it we want to take we believe that we do something a little different we we follow the rules whatever but we create a really quality good consistent product and we want to take that across the entire country yeah it's it's important to take that in my opinion that new mexico pride that new mexico fight and show the world um just like you know so many people have yep. that have gone out and taken new mexico talent and and spread it across the country yep so i i definitely think uh farmers is a force to be reckoned with um when it comes to concentrates yeah everywhere bro like you could take your product against any any companies across the country and yours fucking Thanks, stands out it's Appreciate good that. it's always good like i i'm proud to whip out farmers products yeah. you know and especially knowing that it came from our flower and you yeah. guys take pride in in no, your uh, stuff came out good man. doing it's, it so it, it, it was nice well i guess with that being said welcome to the farm table we should probably get started oh um, we're not even on yet <laughs> no we've been on. We've, oh, been okay. on we've been on the whole time but yeah why don't you guys introduce yourselves uh i'm mono otero uh owner of cowboy rx my partner david McAllister uh was still farming so he couldn't yeah. make it but uh who'd you bring with you our right-hand man, Raul. 
Raul. Yeah, Raul Otero. Uli, nice to see you, man. Nice to see you too, bro. How you doing? Getting toasted over there? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's been with us since day one. Like he rode the 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 hat. He didn't get paid for four years, bro. Good. Straight up, I promise you. Yeah. It that, sucked that, to say he was the ride or die. Yeah. The kid that you know he stayed with us from four in the morning till. Yeah, twelve o'clock at night. Sometimes planting these hemp crops and this shit. And, I seen you and, on the field, bro. You working, man? Yeah, I guess, you know sir. he kept. We kept telling him, "We'll pay you when we make money, dude. We'll pay you when we make money." Unfortunately, <laughs> like we're making we, money. We, we we didn't want to like not pay the guys yeah. that we brought in and get yeah. robbed or taken yeah. to court or something. So they all got paid. We all knew we got left with nothing. There was times we'd go to give him money, and he'd say, "Nah, you yeah. guys get me when when the company's successful." And for the last year, he's been getting paid, and he's still here, you know what I mean? So we call him the right-hand man. Like, when we're not there, he's in charge. Yeah. Well, and it's good. It's good to have people you can trust. Like, that's yeah. hard. No. It's hard to find. I have I have a handful. I have a great, great, great team, um, amazing team, but I got a handful of guys that I can really trust, um, and I, I rely on them when I yep. got to go somewhere, when I got to do something. So, no, that's that's important, man. That's, I, that's super important. I think that's uh, really important, especially in the industry, yeah. like to have a solid team. Yeah. Because without a solid team, we can't do it all. Yeah. You know, like we try, but we can't do it all. And then you lead by example. You get in there, you mix it up with the guys. Today, I had scissors in my hand. I haven't had scissors in my hand since last year, pretty much cloning. Yeah. Throwing down cloning with my guys and, you know, taking care of the plants and stuff. And if you lead by example, your crew just respects you that much more. And yeah. we got a wicked crew. Like our, our crew you guys, is good. You guys we, are some, some real farmers, real cowboys. I don't think people realize that, you know, anybody could take a name, um, you know what I mean? And call themselves fucking whatever. Um, but I think you guys really embellish that, that cowboy lifestyle. Um, you know, you and Dave show me videos, send me videos of you guys out there branding and, and castrating and, yeah. and, and running herds and, you know that it's there's very few fuck, there's very few men left in society that can even handle that type of work um you know with the whole fucking attack on masculinity yep. shit that's a whole nother podcast i guess yeah but uh we'll keep it cannabis but uh you know there's very few people doing that kind of work and actually doing what they say you know what i mean yep. and and no you guys are fucking real cowboys you're real farmers um I don't know if you you said it, but yeah, right there in Peralta, you guys are, you know, all yep. that's where you're raised, where you're from, um, and where you're, you know, continuing to build success. And and I think that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's been an honor to carry the name like Cowboy RX, and we are we're rough, tough men. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no beater on the bush. No. It's, it's who we are. <laughs> I see. Dave, it. Dave is the world champion roper. Yeah, when it comes to cowboys, he's he's the real deal. He's not a pretty boy cowboy. He's yeah. he's the real deal. I fucker will slam a cow on its side and castrate it right there on the spot, brand it, doctor it, and I'm just he he even has my jaw drop sometimes. You know, we're trying to do it in a shoot and he opens a shoot, wrestles that cow to the ground. Next thing you know, he's branding it the whole time he's smoking you know, like cannabis is medicine for days. That, yeah. That's for sure. Roll too. Yeah. No, I use it, it. I use it as needed, you know. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the cowboys that we know all smoke. Yeah. Like people don't think that either. Like, oh, cowboy, they don't do. Anything. Well, and they have for a long time. Cowboys get down harder than anybody I know. Like, yeah. that's what they, they can drink beer all day ain't. and work hard and fucking smoke all day and work hard. Yeah. And, you know, people just think of like cannabis mm -hmm. used for 
cannabis type people. Now yeah. cowboys get down with cannabis. And, and I've seen it. And, and you know what's kind of crazy you say that is it's all walks of life. Yeah. Everybody loves cannabis. Everybody. And it doesn't, and you know, some people are just much more quiet about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and truly, like you say, are you, all cannabis use is medicinal. But a lot of people are a lot more quiet of use while using it. Um, and they're just doing it because they like it. Yeah. And no, I've seen that, man. And it helps you get through a day. It helps you get through hard work. It helps you get through all that shit. Stress, so. anxiety, all of it. It'll, it'll really take away all of it. There you go, Raul. That's, that's a reason I kind of started growing, too, was we come from a pharmaceutical background. Yeah. You know, and I... Well, and that's the RX in your name. Exp yeah, explain that, because so you didn't touch on that very much. The, the RX comes from... Uh, my grandpa was a pharmacist, owned a pharmacy. So he was a pharmacist farmer. Yep, pharmacist farmer. That's pretty Literally. fucking cool, because yeah. that's... That's kind of a combo of what, what both of us are doing here. So I yeah. think that's pretty cool, man. It is cool. Um, he was a you know, chemist, if you will, like pharmacist, yeah. had, a, yeah. had a degree in it. Um, and his brand for his cattle was an RX. Okay. So, you know, uh, Dave's a cowboy and I came from the pharmacy background. So we just threw together cowboy RX. Bam. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm not a cowboy or something, but you are by now. Yeah, you know, Dave, Dave is. Dave <laughs> You're is, a fucking roughneck by yeah, now. I, I am, bro. I always have been. There, yeah. There's, dude. I I throw down when it comes to work. Any yeah. kind of anything. I know all. You just stay yeah. away from the llamas. Yeah, I stay away from the I, llamas. I heard. They get you. They get you. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's cool. It's it, the the RX I take with me everywhere because that represents i'm following my grandpa's footsteps yeah one well, there's way or a another. certain level of pride with with the rx there's a yeah. certain level pharmacists don't fuck around pharmacists i mean you got to trust them with your life i mean when you get medication from a star pharmacy if it isn't and back when 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 your grandpa was doing mm -hmm. it that was probably compounding and shit yeah yeah so to be a compound pharmacist an old school they're taking this and mixing it by exact weight you know putting it together homogenizing it so i mean you have to be there's a certain level of pride and a certain level of don't fuck around yeah. That, that yeah no you got to carry that name That's and, and, cool. and there is you know like i grew up seeing it yeah i grew up in that pharmacy he wasn't setting. he wasn't a fuck around no guy. he was very intelligent too yeah. like super super intelligent this guy was smart smart um didn't brag didn't boast you know yeah. you couldn't tell he was a pharmacist yeah you could tell he's a farmer from the yeah. way he dressed and the way he worked yeah. but he had a pharmacy degree yeah and you know he just uh was very intelligent same with my dad quiet uh you know super to himself and stuff but very intelligent yeah. and carries a lot of pride in his work um same with dave's dad though dave's dad is a veterinarian yeah owns i know he's my vet yeah <laughs> you know and he's a really good vet so yeah. there's well, my a dog's lot of vet yeah there's you know <laughs> medical and pharmaceutical stuff in our families and uh, I think Cowboy Arts just made sense for us with the name. Um, I like growing cannabis, though, too, just because, like, my nephew here with cerebral palsy. Yeah. I, he uses it all day. I've never seen him pop a pill in my life. I love that. You know, and he could be on oxys yeah. and perks and all that shit, but yeah. never once has he popped a pill. Same with me. Never once have I popped a pill because I saw what narcotics were doing to the patients that we were having to prescribe, yeah. you know, narcotics are disgusting, for. And man. It's horrible. Man. It, it's, it's a sad thing to see. I mean... I, wouldn't you rather see someone smoke a joint? I, I mean, that's what kind of why I do what I do. You that's know, what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I've seen amazing benefits in, in cannabinoids helping people from um, epilepsy to MS to uh, cerebral palsy to all different things. Like, it, I think there's just this, you know, cannabis is looked at as a cure-all 
not because it cures everything, but it helps everybody somehow, yeah, in some way or another, to to an extent, to um, an extent, and and you know, obviously, you still get pain, you still get whatever, but it allows you to to get through it, yeah. and 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 that's cool, man. That's that's cool. I'm I'm glad you've chosen cannabis over the other routes, and and that's the cool thing with um, cannabinoids and terpenes and stuff now too. Like if you know something. <laughs> is your issue yeah. and if you research the terpenes and certain things you know you can you can get a a cannabis that's yeah. higher in that 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 category and it can actually do for strictly anxiety sleep hunger uh an upper sativas <laughs> an indica for you know a relaxer yeah. hybrids are all over the place anymore yeah. but you know you can really research what you want to buy and find and get that for that specific purpose yeah raul uh, how do you think it helps you how, how do you what is, what does it help with most? I just think it's a good like pain. It helps. It helps pain. with your pain. Yeah. Nice. You know the way I walk, my hips are a little messed up, so it helps. You know, relieve a little bit of the. Do you pain. got constant pain? Yeah, all the time. But, yeah. You know, it's just. I couldn't tell. I yeah. see you busting ass on the farm. Yeah, it's just part of life. You know. Yeah. You just gotta get on with it. Yeah. And get it done. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! I can I can definitely appreciate that. Pain is definitely part of life. Um, you're definitely inspiration, though, man. I've seen you busting it out there, and and shit, I've seen you fall down, jump right back up like it didn't even happen. Yeah. So uh, not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people can can fucking get back up at all from falling down um, because they're just not strong enough. So that's pretty that's pretty dope seeing you work for sure, yeah. man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, it is. I owe I owe it to Mono and David. You know they. They've showed me how to work hard and oh, yeah. get up and bust just, ass. Yes, sir. So hell yeah, I owe it to these guys. You know. Well, I notice every time I see you, you're looking a little, a little bigger in the arms, man. You're trying to take out your your your, yeah, your uncle. He, he grew up in a gym with <laughs> yeah. me yeah. when I was fighting professionally. Sure. He was he would be freaking twelve years old in there while I'm doing my training and my working out. And dude, he started working out and. He used to be a chunky monkey, dude, and now he's all fit and in shape with a yeah. six-pack. And it's funny. He lives the life I used to live, like, watching what he eats and drinks and shit. Like, yeah. dude, once I hung up the gloves, yeah, dude. Mono's, I'm, Mono's dad now. Yeah, I, I <laughs> don't want everything. Life. Yeah, dude. The dad life. Me too, bro. Me too. Life's easier like that. I mean, there, there's a fine line. You know, it's really nice uh, coming down to your farm. Um, you know, you mentioned your dad earlier, you know. I've seen your dad out there. You know, your dad works with your guys. Uli's out there. You guys got multiple family members out there. And and not only that, but multiple, you know, close people in the community mm -hmm. that you guys have known for years and years. I've seen your uncle out there. Yeah. And that's that's pretty cool, man, to see. Um, your operation's pretty big, you know, especially with the new expansion yeah. this year. Um, you guys are you guys are pretty spread out out there, and it's cool to see a farm of that size that is truly local. Um, that is truly family, um, and and yeah. What's what's your guys' count this year? Eighteen thousand. Woo! Yeah, it's a big. That's count. a sheesh. It's it's a lot. <laughs> um, you gonna fucking grow that many? Uh, yeah, we're. That's why <laughs> I said gonna we're try. we're gonna try. I mean, we'll give it how. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what's I coming? That. Uh, the the price drops and this and that, and we just want to be able to ride the wave. Yeah. Uh, wherever yeah. they want to go, you know, yeah. when it comes to that we want to be able to hang on for the ride we have an indoor facility ten thousand square foot we have um eighteen thousand square foot under canopy with light depth 
Um, and then we have uh, 22 acres outdoor. Yeah, it's, the fields are big. Yeah, well, we have that one there and then the one there in Riodoso. So, like I say, we're, we're ready. Uh, two different completely climates, too. Like, we'll get a little bit of more mountainy yeah. um, outdoor stuff going there. Plus, our, our light depths over there are really nice. Yeah. Um, you guys I'm are running a lot of Desert Frost, yeah? Yeah, and we're working with Desert Frost now, Matt Lynn. He's um, another local guy. You guys brought him down here for a, for a tour. That was cool. Yeah, we graduated yeah. with him. Um, it just, oh, really? So he's out there in Las Lunas? Yeah, Las Lunas. from Las Lunas. We I didn't know that. literally graduated together. Okay. Uh, we kind of knew about what each other was doing. I'm talking about back in the day, you know, he was growing and doing his genetic stuff, and I was uh, just growing and <laughs> doing my, my, my weed stuff. But... Um, I, I had hit him up to come by so I can I can run some of his genetics to say, you know, I got local genetics as part of our stuff. And we got to talking and, and looking and stuff. And I just decided, I said, you know what, um, I got an idea here. So ran some things by him, ran some things by Dave. It worked out. Uh, he's working with us now full time. He had a nice. job at the time still running his <coughs> genetic company. And, cool. Um, he's a game changer bro he really knows his shit yeah well i will say this last uh, greenhouse looked great yeah um i think you guys had a lot of winners in there <coughs> and i think i think there's definitely you could tell um he's brought in some good genetics yeah. for and sure where we only ran four of them you know, well and not only that library is now with you guys each run gets better yeah each run and i'm sure you've seen that you know i it's i almost i want to like give people a heads up because <clears throat> we get a lot of guys in here that are starting to grow mm -hmm. and you can always see like the fire in their eye when they're like oh we're we're getting ready to start this grow and um it's gonna be so fucking sick and uh we got all these strains from fucking you know where and they'll sit there and you'll you'll look at them and you'll be like fuck you don't know what you're doing yeah and even the ones that have grown before, even the ones that have done whatever, you'll sit there and you'll look at them and you'll be like, fuck, they don't know. And what that is, is that it's going to be hard and they're probably going to fuck up and the first crop's going to fucking suck. Yeah. And they've already fucking counted their chickens before it hatched it. At the end of the day, this shit ain't fucking easy. No, it's not easy at all. Um, <laughs> How'd your first crop come out? You saw it. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, I mean you, you saw from the outdoor yeah. and, and I'm not when saying you guys were lucky because you had so much. Yeah. Um, but fuck, if you had one greenhouse of that, it's like, fuck, what do I do? We're broke, you know, straight up. And, and you, you guys came and helped us harvest yeah. our first outdoor as a company, which yeah. was those autos. Yeah. And and I just did. Well, those and extract can help. Extract can help, too, with a lot of things. Um, it might not be the best, you know, flower, shell flower, but a lot of times it can make, yeah. especially if you freeze it, it can make killer extracts. And it did. It came out fucking bomb. Those were yeah. two strains no one had seen, the James Bond and the Happy Mill. Happy you know, Mill. Um, I got those from Phylos. So beside those, I'm not saying, again, I'm not, every grow I give props to. Every yeah. single cultivator, yeah. every single producer, I give <coughs> you mad props because this is not an easy job. So, um I knew the eight strains. I only ran eight strains out of 2,000 plants, full terms that we went outside with. And my wife kept saying, well, why are you only doing eight strains? I said, because I know these eight strains. I know them. <laughs> I'm not trying to get all exotic with some shit I want to bring in just yet. You know, some more finicky ones that have been hard for me to grow in the past. I'm going to go with the eight strains that I know bang, yeah. and I know they're going to treat me good. Yeah. So, you know, 
I flatlined last year financially. We had dumped everything. Uh, Dave and I took zero investments, zero loans. <coughs> it's completely self-funded. By the time it was all said and done, we were in it a little over a million bucks. Yeah. You know. Well, and there's 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 a lot of uh, respect there because I know all too well, you know, we didn't have any outside funding. It's fucking hard. It's hard. It's hard, especially if you're trying to big some, build something big, especially if you're trying to go after something. It's fucking hard. It's hard not only competing in this realm, in in the industry, but it's hard just trying to do anything yeah. in cannabis. So, you know, kudos to you guys there. Thank Much you. respect there. Um, definitely seems like you guys have pulled through the year and yeah. ready to start a new a new season. We're ready. So. Yes. It's going to be a way different ballgame. Like I said, we did 2,000. 1,960 is what we fit on my plot last year. Um, obviously, we have 20 acres we can expand to. So this year, we're expanding to eight more acres just right there. Uh, the Riodoso properties helped us big time. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice spread over there, too. So um, we're going to bang, just see where we end up. Are see you where scared the dust logistically? Settles. That's a lot of properties. That's a lot of mm, a lot of places no. to wrangle in. I, I'm not, bro, because yeah. I know what. Oh, who am I asking? You no, know, I mean, we're not. We're <laughs> just scared we're, of nothing. <laughs> we're, not, we're not scared, bro. Like, yeah. we're, we're not scared to work hard. Yeah. And that's what it's going to be. Well, it's going to be a hard year. Spread out, work hard. See, see what happens at the end of the year. You know what I mean? I'm not scared to downsize. The yeah. first year we grew 20 acres of hemp. The year after I grew two. Yeah. Just because I wanted, smart. yeah, I wanted to check it out again. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be an interesting year for sure. Especially, you know, um, <coughs> I don't think that we would be so eager to expand and get our plant count up if um, we weren't having to compete with all these out of staters. Well, and I think that's a good point. Um, you know what's going on there? <laughs> there uh, I thought that we developed a a program in New Mexico that focused on the social equity and focused on the new Mexicans and the small businesses. And I don't know if I feel let down or not from that. Cause I don't, well, I think that they focused on out of state, yeah. out of state influence, out of state money. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it firsthand. Uh, yeah. We're yeah. let down big time. <coughs> I'm, I'm constantly every day having another meeting myself at my place yeah. with uh, out of state company. Yeah. You know, yesterday I had a company with a huge, uh, a meeting with a huge, huge company out of California um, that want to bring their brand here to New Mexico and this and that and buy our flower. And maybe it's a stupid move, but it just came from pride and, and where I stand with what it is. And by time, I'm sorry, uh, I choose not to do business with anybody from out of state. Yeah. And well, and that's, you know, and that's your, that's your prerogative. Yeah, it's my prerogative. And that's where I stand. I've been dealing with Cali shit for a long time. Well, I'll tell you right now, I won't name the company, but there is a, you know, a company very close to us that has specifically moved state to state, fucking run the market into the fucking ground, knock the bottom out the fucking, you know, wholesale market mm -hmm. and then bounce to the next legal state. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're, they're right here and I'm seeing their products and I'm seeing products with fucking cali stickers and fucking oregon stickers and all this shit just blatantly on the shelf in new mexico yep. and in my opinion all of those products shit on new mexico we there's no you know there it's, it's not a fucking secret no there's no passing you know state lines with cannabis no so any cannabis sold legally in this state should be new mexican 
it's supposed to be. That's it, what the rules right? say. And I've seen it too with flour. <coughs> you know, I mean, uh, I I won't say names either, but I I was taking to a couple shops earlier on and uh, dropping off pounds and pounds, and it was a good thing. And then all of a sudden, I saw them with thirty pounds and them going, ah, "It's from California, but I'll put, I'll put it in our system." What the fuck? You know, well, I know what that is. Crazy. That's a $200 pound, then. That's a yeah. $300 pound. There goes my fucking business. Yeah. You know, with them, I already know how yeah. the game goes. So it, it's it's just a deal that we shouldn't have and to deal with. And, you know, so the powers that be are throwing their hands up right now and saying, we don't have the staff to contain it. Mm-hmm. We're not enforcement. We're regulations. We're not enforcement. That That's a cop issue. And the cops are like, well, you know, that's a. That's a regulation issue. Yeah. And they're kind of bouncing it there. And I mean, dude, the fucking, the news had it on just, just the other yeah. night. They've got two dispensaries in town in Albuquerque. The news people went and fucking bought fucking whatever, multiple, I think they were Cali products. Yeah. I don't even want to say Cali products because just because the fucking knockoff fucking baggie says Cali on it, they were not legal products and they're blatantly displaying california blatantly displaying oregon and nobody gives a fuck yeah nobody they got letters they got letters saying you're not allowed to do this stop so it stop it right now yeah you know i i've seen it uh way too much and the 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 loophole they're saying is well we bought the hardware and it came with the cali print well you, who's gonna buy a cali mark if yeah. you gotta spend the same amount of money have it put in new mexico yeah yeah, mine, mine say fucking New Mexico. Yeah, then that's what it should say. You know? <laughs> be proud that it's from yeah. here, grown here, manufactured here from the whole shebang. So No, no, no. They're just here to take New Mexican money. Yeah. That's what they're proud of. They're proud of the New Mexican money that they're pulling out of the pockets of, of the state. Sadly, the poorest, one of the poorest states in the nation. That's what I'm so, saying. Like, how are we going to yeah. ride the wave of what's about to come? Yeah. And the only thing that uh, I can think of is let's, you want to no. bang, let's bang. I, I'm going to have just as much, if not more, than what you can bring in. Well, and on my side of it, you know, on the manufacturing side of it, so on your side of it, the, they're bringing in, you know, cannabis from, from, from out of state. Mm-hmm. On my side of it, these assholes are just bringing in fucking liters of distillate from out of state. Yep. And they're, they're building basically packaging companies. They're yep. getting, they're, they're a manufacturing license, yep. but there's not a fucking piece of equipment in the entire building. And they're just, they're buying, trading, bartering, fucking whatever, yep. coming up with whatever Joe Schmo oil they can mm-hmm. and shoving it in some, celebrity backed fucking hype brand yep. from out of state and it's like that's that's who we're competing with that's and not while they're doing that because nobody's had their shit heard of their shit and because they need to make their sales they're cutting out the fucking cutting out the yeah. price they're cutting the bottom of the price out and they're saying oh you usually get that for twenty dollars I'll do it for five. I'll do it for eight. Like fucking idiots. Like yeah. I don't know what happened to fucking going right away to the bottom. Yeah. Like like hey buddy, if it's normally twenty, why don't you try fifteen? You probably make some yeah. sales. Like these motherfuckers are going straight for the bottom, yeah. and they don't give a fuck. No. Then that's the problem is they don't give a fuck because they've been yeah. sitting on it for so long or way yeah. overproduced wherever yeah. state they were coming yeah. from and it's garbage well, half the to time be honest it's fucking in my lane in the distillate game half the time it's fucking converted cbd that you've got who knows the fuck what yep. and that's the that's that's an issue you know and yeah. and things like that need to be 
um, addressed and they need to be stopped because it's fucking up the guys like us that have spent our money, yeah. our time, our tears, our blood, our sweat into into what we're doing the right way by what New Mexico said we had to do. Yeah. And then all these guys are just using their own rules against themselves and and sneaking shit in and just bringing it. No, I don't even know if sneaking, yeah. but bringing it in. Yeah, sure. I don't even think they're sneaking. No. They're coming across, like, they have fucking flashing lights on the... You know, and once again, I'm not going to name any names, but I don't even remember the name, actually, so that makes it easy. But I heard there was a fucking U-Haul yeah. full of fucking, you know, packs yep. going from dispensary to dispensary. And and they are. Bro, that's brazen. Yeah. That's like, fuck you guys. You can't stop me. I'm going to do whatever I want. Well, it, it, that's the problem is nobody's doing anything, yeah. so why not just keep running it up? I mean, it's like... <laughs> legal illegal drug dealing yeah with a gray area and it's it's just a shitty deal hey man i'm no saint but i feel the 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 pre-market and the legal market should have their own place yep. they should be separate they shouldn't mix mm -mm. if you're if you're pre-market you know whatever you want to call it go do that cool fuck off yeah you know what i mean and if you're fucking legit if you're the legal market be fucking legit mm-hmm don't fucking mix. There's no in between. There's no gray. Get the fuck out of here with that. Yep. I'm. I'm just. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing it. Um, not to mention, it'd be one thing if these assholes were coming in with something good, but they're coming in with shit. Yep. It's fucking crap. It is. Crap. It's. It's a fucking shiny, fucking glittered turd. Yep. And and you know, I. I just. Well, you know, you know from a business that you're a business. Yeah. You can't produce what you produce and sell it for that amount, or you're going to lose money. So that's why they're <laughs> they're just shining up a turd. Well, bro, it's coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Um, you know, I got a new sales guy, and he's like, Donnie, check this out. You know, what the fuck's that? He's like, I just bought it fucking up the street, and I was like, what? From a guy? Yeah. Like on the corner? No, at blank. Yeah. That's not a fucking legal product. Who? Where's the producer on it? No producer. Where's the manufacturer on it? No, no manufacturer. Fucking THC label, another state. And I'm just like, that was there? Yep, just got it. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> and he's like, I just fucking messaged the company to tell them how fucking horrible it is. Yep. And, and I was like, really, what'd they say? And it fucking tells them, Oh, we're sorry you feel that way. And, and, and my sales guy goes, well, who made this? Who grew this? And it just says, seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It said uh, a, a reputable source. And then uh, the sales guy came back in and he, uh, he asked again, well, who? What's the producer? Mm -hmm. And they just left him on scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they, a reputable fucking source. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know. <laughs> with this whole industry it all comes from the plant and i'm the producer on that side so i know after a certain point ppg comes into major effect like how much does it cost you to grow that plant to to harvest that plant to turn it into manufactured product or shovelable flour before you lose money yeah so where is this stuff really coming from because i know how much somebody it costs. that already lost money That's and is I mean. trying to regain it in good old new mexico and and <laughs> Wow, you know, 
I, I, I look at our stats all the time, and I'm just Fuck. blown away that we're stowling that much pot here. Fuck. And, and I'll just say it, too. You know you know as well as I do, we're lucky we're bordered by Texas in two spots. Yeah. The, all the east and the, the south. So, you know, Texas is keeping our market semi-good right now. Hey, you know what? I've said this a couple times. You know, I, I can't stand Texas as a state, but I love the Texan people. And I think that, you know, yes, they've they've boosted up. We have a ton of we have a big following. Shout out to the citizens of Texas. I really want that clear. Um, Fuck Texas as a state. (laughs) But the citizens of Texas are pretty cool fucking people. um, And they're just ruled by just this this horribly oppressive regime that we'll call the, the Texas state. Yeah. Them. And uh, but the people are cool as fuck, yeah. and you know I've I got a Texan that works for me, man. One of the coolest guys on the staff. We always give him shit about his accent, but uh, you know sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But uh, he's the nicest fucking guy, awesome fucking dude. Um, so no, we love Texans. Um, the money that they're pushing into our state. They're and everybody's open about it. Fucking yeah. look at the border shops. Look at fucking yeah. Chaparral, Sunland, fucking everything down fucking the street. Fucking Cruces. You go drive down Boom. Cruces, it's fucking uh, dispensary on every corner. Like, there's a dispensary everywhere down south. I haven't even really been to the east side yet, but, yeah. you know, we do business with some people on the east side of the state, and they do well, you know. Uh, Cruces definitely does well. Yeah. Sunland definitely does well. Um but uh, yeah, thank you, Texas. Yeah. And that's that's why our, our know, market hasn't shit yet. And I, and you know I don't want to come off on the wrong foot, like New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico, and make people think that that we have some problem with everybody else. That's not it at all. I just feel the New Mexico cannabis program they really pushed that it was going to be geared towards New Mexicans, mm-hmm. and and from from business owners to whatever um and i just i felt like that was let down i felt like some of their what they said were going to be the stipulations of of entry yeah um the requirements for entry just weren't weren't followed no they weren't followed at all like they should have put a cap on how many and how much of things and 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 they should have been looking into the people that were applying for them well and let's talk about that dispensaries Dispensaries are fucking feeling it right now. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to some guys that are seeing five to 10 people a day. Yep. I'm also talking to other guys that are seeing, you know, 150 to 300 people a day. Yeah. It's like location, location, location. Like it's fucking serious right now. If you don't have something special to offer the customer, the yeah. user, the, the, the patient, you're fucked. Yeah. If, if, you know, you've got a couple, you know, I won't name any names. Well, you have one in specific and, and I think you've, you've probably heard of them too, but there's, there's a company out there that's fucking cutting prices. They're, they're retail, which is unheard of. So there's like one company that's come in and, and is selling everything at a very small margin. I had a customer call, call me up. Hey, you know what? What the fuck, man? Uh, so and so selling your stuff for for thirty bucks a gram or thirty five bucks a gram, and I'm like, okay. You know, I don't I don't set fucking MSRPs. Yeah. I'm just like, I just I never have. It's, it's not my fucking business. I'm a wholesaler. I sell it for what I sell it for. Do whatever the fuck you yeah. want with it. You know, that's that's capitalism. That's, that's business. That's business. That's yeah. the competition. Yeah. Fucking go get it, bud. You know yep. what I mean? And 
I had a guy like, what the, what the fuck, man? This guy's, you got to be giving it to him cheaper. And I'm like, you know, no, I'm not. And you, know, you guys actually, you know, I even looked to make sure. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, they got a proper invoice. They got it for the same price as you. And he's like, well, that means they're only making like whatever, like 10 bucks, you know, five bucks a piece. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, they're probably thinking the, you know, time old theory of fast nickels over slow dimes. Yep. And they know while they're doing that, they're not only getting the sale, but they're fucking pissing you off. And, and, and they're driving their competition fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, man, he was one of like three or four calls I got that went very similar that are like, hey, what the fuck's up with them? You know? Yeah. And we won't, we won't give it away, but I'm sure everybody knows in New Mexico who, you know, where the, where the deals are. But yeah. There's people taking that approach. Yeah. Um, you know, which is, you know, dangerous. It, it's dangerous. There's no going back. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> no going back. It, it's dangerous. And it's, it's, it's not at the same time. Cause I mean, if you get, you know, 500 people through your door for the week, as compared to the neighbor that got 50, you're going to keep getting those guys back. Even if you go up a little bit yeah. on some prices here and there, yeah. they're already in your door. You're going to see them dropping like fucking flies. Over. Yeah. I really think, I, I think they, you know, and uh, I think they over licensed retailers. I do too. They should I have let X amount out per, no. I don't know, month even. No. How many are in our state? I 800? Don't, I don't know. I don't 800? know. 800? It's something crazy like that. It's a freaky number. I'm not sure. And producers and manufacturers, they're, they're just everywhere. And it's that's why I say like, you set the standard with quality. Yeah. From from my point of view. I feel the cream will rise to the top. I feel, you know what, I'm not gonna bottom out my prices. You know what I mean? We're we're selling a premium product. Um, you know, we've built we've built a brand that that people can trust. And, you know, we've we've lowered our prices. Obviously the market yeah. the market's come down for sure. And I'm not saying it hasn't, but I don't I don't feel companies need to bottom out. I think that what's gonna happen is there is you're gonna there's people are gonna do away with quality do away with quality do away with anything premium they're gonna say fuck we gotta sell this motherfucker for five bucks fucking ten bucks a gram i we got we're only using shit nobody's don't spend any money on this fucking cut corners everywhere you can and you're gonna have an overall shit fucking flood of shit boofy nasty unconsumable product in my opinion and and that's where the the price decline that's where they're racing to yeah. is make it as cheap and as quick and as nasty as fucking you know like a little caesar's fucking hot and ready yep. you know what i mean that and that's what little caesar's do. yeah and that, that we need a five dollar fucking pizza and you know i i can't eat them i can't fucking stand a hot <laughs> i can't fucking I'm, i agree bro dude, i've been at a couple uh, you know and and shout out to all the you know people trying to save money you know what i mean yeah i get it and there's you know no nothing against fucking a hot and ready but I just, I can't fucking do it. Yeah. No, and, and uh, that's, again, where the quality comes into yeah. effect. Like, yeah. I don't smoke flour that's really not coming from our farm just because I know what we put into it. And, you know, everybody, yeah. I whatever, they, they hate, they this, they that. Well, I know what goes into ours, and I like it, and that's why I trust it, you know. Um, we try to just stick to the quality. Uh, even in farming, our, our motto for hay was quality over quantity. Yeah, we can maybe make a thousand bales off of this field at fifty pound bales that are still pretty good, but a quality bale is sixty-five pounds. That's a quality bale. 
So we'd end up with less bales, even though it sold for the same price. <laughs> and you know what? Every time we'd put up a crop, it would sell out before we could even put it in the barns. Because people started to know you had the good shit. Yeah, we had the good shit. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're taking that same approach into the cannabis industry. Yeah. My, my partner, David and Raul, they're bougie. Yeah. They're bougie smokers. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, they like the good they shit. They like the good shit. So we have to keep up to that standard, you know, yeah. like we got to put out good quality product, whether, you know. I think the first time I met Dave, he came in, Where, where's the rosin? Where, yeah. You got any rosin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, dude, he's all yeah, excited we're so, getting rosin, dude. He's, oh, he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's definitely like a, a cannabis snob, you know. He, yeah. he won't fuck with nothing that's not quality. I heard you got to hide your puff codes from him at work. Is that true? Oh. Oh, man. He, if you leave a puff call out, Dave will fucking you know, take, it, take it and oh, smoke yeah. it all. He'll take it. And if I have good rosin in there, you can say bye-bye to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, you know how it is, bro. You just, I stay in my lane, too. That's the other thing. I don't, I don't bash on this producer. I don't bash on this guy. Bro, there's so many people out there that talk shit. You, you see it. They talk shit. They hate. You know, dude, I'm in the trenches. I'm the one that's investing, putting the time, the money, the energy, the effort. Like, you should keep your opinions to yourself because all that is is hating. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if it's not coming from the horse's mouth, the, the boss of that company. You know what? I, I remember reading something, and it might be a meme. It might be a saying. I don't know. But it said, you'll never see somebody hating on you that's doing more than you. It's always motherfuckers that are yeah. doing less. Yeah. It's always motherfuckers that are fucking Mr. Nobody, Mr. I got a fucking opinion, Mr. I grew the sickest plant in my fucking closet. And, and it's always some fucking bullshit. Yeah. And it comes from a place, a little tiny place in them where they just can't handle seeing another man or another person, another woman, whatever, do something better than they did or do something greater than where they're at. Yeah. And it's, that's just silly. That's just silly. Everybody's got the same, in my opinion, man, I mean, everybody's got the same opportunities in life. You know what I mean? For, yep. No, we all do. We all within, got 24 hours within in Within reason. Day. You know what I mean? Within reason. Um, but, you know, yeah. I didn't have no fucking silver spoon growing up. I didn't have no fucking, what did Trump say? Fucking my dad gave me a million dollar investment or whatever. Yep. A, a small loan of a million dollars. Is that the famous saying? I didn't fucking have that. You know, yeah. I didn't even have a fucking dad. So much less a fucking loan from fucking any, maybe the payday loans place yeah. on the fucking title on my car. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. And and I don't think, you know, people people realize that. Like, No, they don't before they go open their mouths and yeah. that's what hurts. Yeah. Yeah, we, the funny thing is uh, my dad was, you know, successful and Dave's dad was successful. But we got tired of hearing people talk shit to us growing up. I think, oh, it must be nice. Well, must and be I nice. know both those men. Both those men ain't giving away they, nothing. Dude, we, we were work, <laughs> we were workhorses since we were kids. That's how we yeah. became friends. Yeah. Hauling hay together yeah. in middle school all summer long for whoever. He and I were the two guys doing yeah. it. And we became like brothers, you know, like at an early age. And we, we've been doing shit together since day one um, because we didn't want the silver spoon mentality. Like yeah. you, you, we, we really worked for it yeah. and it was led by example. Again, we saw both our dads very little cause they were giving everything to their company to put a roof over our head. So yeah. we, we, you know, I know you're a dad, man. That's a it. big sacrifice and, too, man. I, I, I go through it myself. I'm a dad. I know you're a dad and it, it's hard cause you do, you got to decide, especially when that 
five o'clock hits yep. or whatever, you know, whatever your five o'clock is, whenever that time hits and you think, fuck, I, I got to go home. I got to see my kids make dinner, whatever the fuck the, you know, issue yeah. is, you know, but I'm at work and I got to work. I know. And, 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 and the field ain't going to do it. Whatever. The plants, the water. A through Z ain't going to fucking do it itself. The lights, uh. I, you know, I'm, I'm married four years now, have a, my firstborn child. Um, she's 17 months old. And I don't think if your spouse isn't understanding of it, how much really goes into running your own business, yeah. let alone businesses. Yeah. We still have our farm. We still have our dirt work construction <coughs> stuff. Um, my main priority is, is just our cannabis company because it takes so much of my time. Like yeah. last night, uh, gates got blown off the the hinges by the wind dude i just want to go home i did go home for a minute dude yeah, i went you home for an hour or no, an alarm. I go, no i had to go back and fix them i knew i did yeah. we had an electrician there and some people so yeah. i knew i could leave for a little bit had to go back to work last night till 9 30 yeah. to make sure the gates got well when up. you fuckers started like 4 30 in the morning huh? yeah we start early too yeah. and that's well, i know you're thing. at the gym super early doing all kinds yeah. of crazy shit i i maximize the 24 hours in the day that's Holy for damn sure fuck I wake up at four, go to the gym at four thirty, get home by five, shit shower, shit. I'm out the door by six. Everyone's still asleep. Yeah, you know what I mean. And my wife has a job that's a nine to five. She works yeah. a full full day, and I don't really get to see them. So yeah, I try to get home by five. The workers leave at four, and I probably on average get home between seven thirty and nine. That's yeah. just yeah. whatever I'm doing at the farm, paperwork, the the stuff. Uh, not only do I do growing and cultivating and stuff, I do all the sales. Yeah. So my phone blows up all day with customers and people, and um, it's important to keep up with that too. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it, we're real hands on though. Yeah. You don't keep up with that. You don't got shit. Yeah. You don't have nothing. And you know that would, uh, you know, I'll say it because he's a super cool guy, and he and he told me this is uh, Doug, El Lumbre out in uh, El Tuderoso. He told me he's all man. He's like, I had no clue fucking how hard it was to just go everywhere and be a salesman. He's like, I'm not a salesman. I'm a farmer. Like, he's like, mm -hmm. I want to grow. He's like, fucking selling shit sucks. <laughs> it does. And I said, yeah. And he, and, and he said, and I said, this state's pretty fucking big. And he's like, fuck, yeah, it is. He's like, I got to drive all over. And he's like, I got to leave the farm. People don't realize, you know, even if you have a good product, even if you got them, you know, the most fire genetics, even if whatever, best extracts, you still got to take it and distribute it to this fucking state. Not only distribute it, you got to get the sales first yep. and then distribute it. Yeah. And you got, and, and, and if you wonder why we're kind of like, what the fuck? You got these Joe Schmo out of staters that are coming in fucking pissing on that. Pissing on Pissing it. on hard, legit fucking work saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to do all that. We got this stuff over here. It's fine. It, you guys won't even know the difference here, but check it out. And it's like, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not you guys, but the, no, the ones I mean, that are that are bringing in this fucking bullshit, you know? And uh, yeah, man, I just, I I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm apprehensive to see how it all, you know, kind of. I, I am too, but there's a bigger picture. Yeah. You, you said it when we started this. Um, the best in the country yeah i'm hanging well, on for the I, i'm hanging on and that's the it's thing it's gonna well, go federal i don't need to say nothing i don't you know i can bitch on here this is my fucking yeah. rat rave this is my fucking hobby mm -hmm. i bitch on here but i don't need to say any names i don't need to say something 
because I feel we can win by just being better. Yeah. And just 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 rising to that to that level to where it's like, oh yeah, those guys, I don't give a fuck about those guys. Yeah. We're up here. You know, those guys are way down there and and yeah, they're whatever. Yeah, that's what it has always been. You know, like just in life in general, if you keep looking in your rearview mirror, you're gonna crash going forward. Correct. So just you know, that's just the mentality we have too. Like that's good. I'm 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 truthfully happy for everyone. Yeah. But no, like, if, especially if you're waking up the way we do and putting in the hours we do, the blood, sweat, tears, the ups, the downs, the whole, you know, there's no industry like the cannabis industry. There's really not. It's, there's not. it's, a, it's a unique fucking animal, for it sure. Is. For sure. It's, it's unique. I'm very happy to be in the cannabis industry. I'm very happy to get to do what I love, um, to get to do with something, you know, get to make money off something I'm so passionate yeah. about. I think that that's that's one of the true gifts in life, and you know I'm a big fan of Gary Vee, and I and I've been watching him for years and years and years and years, and I have to say that that's one of the things that he really instilled in my mindset is fuck that I'm gonna do what makes me happy, yeah. fuck this life's too short I'm gonna go after whatever, I don't care how many how much time I like you said maximizing the 24 hours. I don't care how much fucking time I got in the day. I don't care what I got to do. I'm going to go after what makes my heart tick, what what I like, yeah. what what makes me happy. Because at the end of the day, yeah, no, it's it's cheesy, but if you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. You you can dump fucking all kinds of time yeah. into it and it's just it's different versus doing something you fucking hate or doing something yeah. That's just mediocre. Oh, I took this job because I make good money. Or, you know, that's the most common thing is yeah. I went into this field or this career because it's a good salary. Yeah. And it's like, well, do you like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, A through Z, it's, people will be like, no, I don't. What do you want to do? And people will be like, ah, oh, fucking play piano, fucking, you know, teach yeah. people ballet, something, something way different than whatever the fuck they're doing. But it's like, you have to, I truly believe to be happy, you have to go after, you have to be doing what makes you happy. In some sense. You do. You know what I mean? In some sense. Or you're a slave to yourself every exactly. single day. Okay. So I think that's why I have no problem waking up at fucking four in the morning, every morning. I, dude, I'm excited to go to work. I literally get excited to go to work. And that's badass to say because when I was farming full time, I love farming. Don't get me wrong. I really do. But man, I started to just not love it anymore. You know what I yeah. mean? It was just like, oh. fuck another day. Fuck another day. Now, yeah. even though there's, there's, like I said, there's bad days and there's great yeah. days. I love every day. Yeah. I love, I love to wake up, go see my crew. Our, our crew's like a family. I'm telling you. Yeah. And to just know that well, it's, Cowboy it RX, yeah, too, Cow, yeah, Cowboy RX though gets to feed all those families yeah and and you know without them we are nothing yeah and everybody gets along it's a good work environment but just to know that we employ 28 people yeah. every single week that get to take that money home and break bread with their family yeah. that's badass that's big no that's big that's, that's awesome that's a huge gratitude and i know what you're talking about because that's a huge gratifying feeling you know what i mean um i signed quite a few checks too and it, it does it feels good you it, know what i mean it um, you know, and, and just hopefully 
they're here doing what they love. You know what I mean? Um, I'd like to think so. We try to instill that. Um, But but yeah, no, it feels good to 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 help people. It feels good to to create jobs. Um, It feels good to to build a team and lead a team. Um, I think it's incredibly gratifying and incredibly, you know, good feeling. It is. And we couldn't do that with farming. Yeah. You know, like every day it was just you, that tractor, (laughs) Dave sometimes, and we'd bang heads and we'd get, you know, because it was just such a grind. And this poor dude, like he was our like little hand on the farm, like I say, and that just became like, man, dude, it just never ends. It never ends the same. Now every day, yes, every day of work is different. You might think you're going to get up and, get on the track and do the same thing now shit happens but with this it's it's awesome to go lead the crew and be part of the crew and the morale and you know know that every single week you help them yeah and they help you yeah i think what really what really uh gets me fired up in the morning is is reading the first little bit of internet shit talking every morning (laughs) while i while i take my first shit I think I, that's what really, really pulls the, pulls the smile to my face. Yeah. Is, is see what, what fucking Joe Schmo has to say about the situation. Yeah, I just, <laughs> like I said, bro, I, I, I'm learning more as I get older to block all that shit out. Because I'm a fucking fighter, bro. I like to bang. But, <laughs> Me too. But until I get my, my, my you know, are you even going to be worth my time? Because yeah. I know I'm going to break my fucking hand when I punch uh-huh. you. So I don't even let them fuck with me no more. Yeah. Like, all that hater shit, all that stuff. It, like, I can't even... I, it just <laughs> it blows my mind, bro. Like, you know how it is? Dude, who are you to tell us or to, to even throw your two cents in on it? But without haters... What, what people don't realize this. is I actually enjoy talking shit. I do. I, I do. I get a little bit out of yeah. it. And uh, so they'll fire off some kind of smart fucking, smart fucking whatever. Yeah. Hate, haterade, fucking hate mail. And I'll be like, oh, they didn't. Oh, I got something for you. And I'll fucking fire <laughs> yeah. off some ruthless fucking vile, heartless shit. And they're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And I was like, don't fucking come at me, motherfucker. Yeah. You don't know what kind of evil motherfucker I got fucking deep inside yeah. here. You don't want that. Yeah. It is 7.30 a.m., motherfucker. Yeah. You do not want this. I haven't even had my coffee yet. Watch after I have my Nobody coffee. Nobody wants yeah. this, motherfucker. Don't, don't say shit yeah. about shit. You fucking keep it moving. And it's, it's funny, but at the same time, no, I, I do... I do get a little, little hair raised on my neck. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you want to go? I, dude, all them guys that like, they have their, you know, the, the ones that get me the most pissed off are the ones that you've opened the door to, though, oh, of and let inside. And, oh, and yeah. those ones that start fucking talking their shit, you know, after they've we done won't all that, that's any fucked names. up. No, but you know, you know, I already know who and, and how and why. It's like, come on, bro. Don't, you know, don't do that. I've seen. There's there's another side of shit talking and haters that I really seen that I feel bad for because it's a it's a weakness and it's it's a it's a it's a little dick syndrome in a mm-hmm. sense you know not feel physically saying you know they they have a little whatever but they're little inside yeah. and they're little in their head and when you have somebody that truly feels they need to talk shit or truly feels they need to 
bully somebody or put somebody down, they're a pathetic little worm inside. And 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 I almost feel bad for them for a short little fucking second yeah. where I'm like, God, that must suck to be to be that much of a fucking yellow belly fucking yeah. you know worm that 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 you you have to hate others or you have to bully others or you have to be shitty to people that did nothing to you. Um, so there's a certain side of me that really like feels bad for like truly like shitty people. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to is they're just shitty because yeah. you've already given them something and helped them yeah. or opened yeah. your doors. And, you know, like, you, dude, of, you know how it is. We, we run big businesses. They're big businesses for cannabis. Not everything's always going to be perfectly in place like the movies. Yeah. And and yeah. then for you to come criticize or critique one thing that's out of place or or a few, whatever. Who gives it, bro? We're, we're trying every single day to get better. I promise you that. Well, you know, everybody is a fucking critic. Everybody's a critic. Everybody can do it better. You know, Jesh deals with the same shit in fucking uh, the photography world and the and the videography mm -hmm. world is everybody's got something. You know, it's very hard to find like a colleague or somebody into the same shit as you that and, and me and Jesh have talked about it. That's like positive or wants to like hook you up with tips or be like hey bro i really like that you know whatever i like what you did and and it's it's almost special when you find somebody and, and you know once again i mean jess have talked about it in in your industry that is really fucking cool mm -hmm. because there's it's so common you know in any industry you know and and that's why i brought up you know jess in the in the audio video yeah. media world is 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 I was like fuck that kind of sounds like the cannabis industry and he's like yeah man it is he's like and I'm in both <laughs> and uh, you know and it's it it's sad it sucks it's sad and it's shitty bro and uh, it shouldn't fucking be like that man you know people should should be cool people should should not feel so threatened by competition we live in an abundant yep. you know world and. Yeah, if you got something to fucking show, you should not only show it and be proud of it, but you shouldn't be shitty to the other ones that are showing it yeah. and being proud of it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. That that's I, I saw that right off the bat. Like obviously before I was in the legal side of growing, um growers don't want to see you do better than them, so they give you bad advice. And oh, shit the, like that. The and misdirection. The misdirections. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. The, the redirection, the like, misdirection. So, yeah. Dude, this has been a hard get. School of hard knocks taking a long fucking time to learn. Thank God for my little brother. Well, and there's been some shitty stuff. So on my side of it, there's that's like, that was a common shit with SOP and tech with extraction. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times guys would be intimidated by competition and, but they still wanted to make money off of them. So they'd, basically offer consult just to misdirect them yeah. and just to send them down a fucking rabbit hole and and that's so fucking shit yeah and they'd end up making fucking shitty product or subpar product and 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 yeah man it was it was fucked up it, it's happened with the producing stuff a lot and i i saw it right away because i I'd, I'd hear people talking about growing to other people and giving them bad advice and 
nobody knew I was growing back in the day. Yeah. Nobody knew I had already been doing my thing. So I'd hear all these people talking about it and do it. And I'm like, why the fuck are they telling them that? I used to get misled all the time. But then luckily my little brother like goes, dude, what are you doing, bro? Like, let me show you. Let me help you. You know, and he's my little brother. Yeah. So I was too proud to let him right away. And yeah. finally I said, okay, fuck, come help me. Yeah. I knew how to clone. I knew how to kind of make a plant live for a little while. Well, but he was a stoner before yeah, you were a stoner. Yeah, he was a hardcore stoner. Because I remember when we worked together, yep. your brother, your younger brother was a stoner. You were all clean because you were fighting. Yep. And, and I was a stoner. Yep. And you would be like, how do you fucking smoke so much? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? How do you smoke all fucking All day, day? and work. Yeah, I still I still don't get it. Like, uh, So uh, me and Mono, for those that don't know, me and Mono did countertops together. We did granite granite and marble work together fucking many moons ago um and and yeah we were we were partners actually um and yeah we do countertop installs yeah. kitchens bathrooms fucking you name it and uh yeah real fucking man work yep yeah <laughs> motto was was fresh out of high school yep. um and, and fighting fighting cage yeah. fighting so he was all lean and mean and mm -hmm. and i'd be all pissed the one thing I always, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the one thing that always used to piss me off about Mono is this motherfucker <laughs> would always come to work hurt. Fucking foot wrapped up, fucking hand wrapped up. Oh, fucking, oh, in a sling. I'm like, how the fuck are you gonna lift the fucking granite? And he's like, oh, I'll fucking do it, bro. I'm, I'm fucking a bitch, bro. I just fucking, I kicked this dude and it fucking burnt my foot and I still gotta work, dog. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have fucking come if you're fucking all broken. And yeah, that was a. Uh, you remember that yeah, shit? It's yeah. funny you said that because I used to be scared as fuck of you, even though I was a bad little dude, bro. I'd be like, well, Donnie's going to beat me up. Dude. I was, <laughs> Donnie's been big since I was a, I was a young, so like a big old brute. I said, fuck, dude, I pissed off this guy. He's going to fuck me up. Just take your sling off today, and, Mono. You know, I'm only a couple years older than Mono, a few years older than Mono, and uh, I used to always be like, man, this fucking kid, you know, because when, when you're close in age, yeah. when you're a couple years, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a kid, you know what I mean? And But, you know, You'd be, you know, we weren't we weren't far in age at all, and I wasn't far from high school, but I'd been doing granite a little bit longer, and yeah, no, but uh, no, you, you were a hard worker back then too. Yeah, those are the, the and he would he'd work hurt, <laughs> fucking broken foot. He's fucking, I'm fine, bro, dragging his foot, <laughs> fucking doing a mono and uh, <laughs> hobbling we'd, around. We'd get it fucking done. He'd be putting countertops in with broken fucking fingers. Uh. So yeah. That was a good, that was like, that, again, like everything. You miss you do, fighting? Yeah, I do. I see it now and I'm like, fuck. But so no. I made the decision though, <coughs> when, when I first started, like back then, I was dedicated. I, you know, I was pretty good. I wasn't losing any time. I was just, I had that job as, as a job, but I was training yeah. five hours a day still back then and stuff. And then, um, I started doing farming and farming was becoming lucrative and I started weighing it out like man no matter Time what I money. Go, yeah I go I go train my ass off I I fucking you know break my feet I break my hands I whatever oh, yeah. and I'm making 5000 at the best Oh and most fighters are bombs and and I, I make mean, nothing nothing against them no. I mean, and and I have a lot of friend fighters we meet all kinds of great fighters but they have to live like bombs. Let's, yeah. let's say it that way. Be, it, because it's, there's really yeah. no income. And it's you a think, starving art. Oh, you see that guy on TV? He must be a zillionaire, millionaire. Whatever. That guy probably made 15000 yeah. to fight on TV. And that was for six months Yeah, of work. they're not all Mayweather and fucking Canelo. No, nah, and McGregor's like, yeah. and shit. No, there's yeah. 
far, far, far and few between <coughs> of those guys. Yeah. Look up the UFC top paid fighters. It'll well, blow your mind. Well, and that's a big thing in the UFC right now is is, is pay, fighter pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're seeing a lot of these smaller leagues come out that are paying better. Yeah. And and you see guys in, in troves going to these other leagues. Yeah. BKFC. BKFC's <laughs> fucking awesome. We went to those fights. Yeah, that was Yo, a dope card. Oh, it's fine. I'm going to tell you right now, if you guys have not fucking watched BKFC, you got to go see BKFC. That shit is fucking great. Brutal. Sign up for the whatever it is a year yep. because you're going to be happy. They got replays on there. Um, it's it's it, The cameras are good. It's not quite as good as like UFC as far as like cameras and all yeah. that shit, but it's damn close. And the fucking, the action and damage is like, is crazy. It's crazy. The, the speed of it, just the... The fights are quick and bloody. Yep. You know what I mean. For the most part, there's a couple bangers in there that last a long time. But yeah, no, the BKFC is dope. I like the BKFC. That's that's what made me miss fighting. Is after we left that card, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> man!" Like I was doing this shit by the. I could have beat that motherfucker. No, up. Yeah, it was more like, man, do you know, like uh, I grew up a fighter, bro. I've I've been uh, in so many street fights. Uh, it's not even funny. You know how it is. But yeah. I mean. We that's, that's what we grew up doing. Yeah. Um. There was no gun shit back when I was yeah. growing up and stuff, and it was all just scraps. Bro. Oh, yeah. And you could scrap. You could scrap, and you didn't go to jail. Yeah. You could scrap, and fucking nobody pressed no, charges. Yeah. It was nobody pulled knives. No, you could literally beat the fuck out of somebody. Yep. And the worst you get is they want to fight again. Yeah. You know, what if I mean? if that at if not, one time, if not, you became friends after because you beat respect into them or whatever. Or yeah. you you were just like, fuck this dude. Well, took you're it. right. Get though. up on me. Like that was a it. lot of times you got an p- apology and yeah. a handshake and like, fuck, bro, you hit hard. Fucking, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I won't talk shit it, no more. It, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like that made me like, fuck, man, I wish they had this when I was in my prime. Yeah. Because straight bare knuckles. Just I mean, nothing's more real than that. You know, MMA, it's pretty it's pretty real, but still, like, you know, those gloves I'm still one of those guys shit. that hates to see a fucking, like, a tap out. Like, yeah. I'm just like, ah, that's not that's not beating him up. This, I'm just, I'm not a submission guy. Granted, every once in a while, I'll see some fucking crazy technical shit, and I'm like, ooh, that, that was That's sick. cool, yeah. But for the most part, I'm like, ah, that was fucking whack. Yeah. Come on, beat each other up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to see a winner. You know, <laughs> that's what that BKFC was. It was just uh, two dogs going at it, bro. Oh. Just scrap, scrap, oh. scrap. And that made me like, fuck, man, if I got a couple left in me, I want to do that. And I've been trying <laughs> to get in it a little bit on the side. I ain't going to lie. If, if I had a fight to train for, like a fight, I don't give a fuck what it paid. I don't give a fuck if it paid me right now. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm at that point. I'd go do that. Yeah. But give me a time and a date. Not like my last few professional fights were like, hey, Mono, you're uh Want to fight in a week? Fuck yeah, Feeling, I'm heavyweight now. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck, let's yeah. go. Yeah, you want to fight in two days? Yeah, let's do it. Well, and it's it's crazy. That's that's how a lot of fighters get their fights is just being available, mm-hmm. just being in shape and waiting for somebody to be sick or fucking whatever, get fucking herpes or fucking whatever, <laughs> and not be able to fight. Yeah. Um, so and yeah. just and that's my I, I'm down to scrap anywhere anytime. I know you've seen it. You know it's just I've seen it on video. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it, it just you know it, it is it is what it, it's in me. So I was taking those fights like an idiot at the end of my career just to fucking do it. Yeah, never got dropped, never got rocked, never nothing. But I'd losing decisions because nobody even knew who I was or or I didn't have the gas tank. So fucking yeah, you know what I mean. It was just a lot of whatever boringness at the end, but. Like BKFC, they're two-minute rounds. 
I'll fucking go out there and I promise you if I'm getting hit in yeah. the knuckles by like that, well, I'm, and, I'm fighting for know, my life. I don't even I don't mean to use the old word or the O word, but uh there's some older dudes that are fucking I see in the BKFC, so it could happen. You still you still I'm got some years on here, bro. Baby. Just turned thirty six. <laughs> but no, I mean, other than that, like I, I like where I'm at in life. Yeah. I do. Um I I tell people this all the time. Whether or not I'm successful in, in the industry I'm in now with cannabis or yeah. not, I promise you we could go, we could just fucking lose it all tomorrow. Yeah. I, and it, it won't happen because of who we are. But if that happened, I promise you this, I'll be at McDonald's the next day for a fucking job if I have to. Cause well, that's you won't have to because you boys work. You yeah. boys work. It's like you said, you guys do construction. You guys just build stuff. You guys do slabs. You yeah. guys farm. So that's the thing. You, In a sense you've already become autonomous in a sense where where you can make money for yourself yeah you can make money for yourself there's multiple avenues you're 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 definitely career diversified because there's there's multiple avenues to make money i think you know hemp taught us all that you have to <laughs> that, again you, you, i took that probably with that we dude we started doing shit we didn't even know we could do yeah. to tell you the truth like we were fucking losing no, so much yeah. money in that. Dave, Dave's like, I don't want to hear about the OnlyFans. No, no, we, we didn't have to start that. I was already doing that with my feet and some other body parts. But no, uh, you know, Dave, Dave fucking, he's a G2, bro. He's like, fuck it, bro. I got us a, uh, a house pad. <laughs> what? What's that, Dave? Well, you know, fucking building the pad. <laughs> he researched it and we did all our shit and, you know, we faked it till we make it in that little industry. And we, we've, we do good work. And David, that's his thing. Like, he, we, we call him Demo Dave. That dude loves to be hands on and doing fucking construction stuff. You know, like our facility got built out because Dave is, is that way. Yeah. Like, we, we were having people help us, but Dave was also the one leading that, like, like, Hands-on yeah. construction, construction. There I was last year. We didn't have a crew. It was yeah. he, I, Roel, and my uncle. Well, I and didn't my realize dad. he told me he built and remodeled my fucking house. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Again. And so, and, and fucking. He helped, he helped it's be a part of that. House. So, yeah, no, he's a, he's a G, man. Yeah. and that's, Dave's a cool guy. I was hoping you, you brought him, but Uli's, Uli's just as cool, so. Dave and Uli would be doing the same thing. Yeah, he was, and that's what I told, that's what I told Jess. I was like, Mono's going to be our main, main speaker. He, he probably doesn't smoke too much. He'll just smoke a little bit, but I'm going to get Dave stoned as fuck. And, uh, and, but, so yeah, Uli, you're a good standard. Yeah. <laughs> he's real conservative anyway. And like, we'll get you another one right now, Uli. Uh, that, that's that's the cool thing about us is like Dave um, Dave's the the bad cop and I'm the good cop and then I'm the bad cop and he's the good cop like we we vibe off each other real well you know what I mean like he's just funny dude that guy he's a he's a horse too though wait tell me oh tell me I, I gotta hear tell me about the fucking the barbecue sauce Oh, I heard there was some barbecue sauce at y'all's cookout. That was not what, good barbecue sauce. <laughs> so, like I said, we have a tight knit crew, uh, and I like to take care of my guys. We also have a good friend of ours that comes in and does like our bio track during harvest and tagging and stuff like that. Um, Noah, he's good at it, and yeah. uh, he has a his own business, which is a catering business. Yeah. So it works out for him too, like you know, extra income when he's not doing that stuff or whatever. So. We decided to start hiring them during our uh, our fall harvest. Like every Friday, come in, cook for the guys and shit. And we've just kept it a tradition. 
every Friday he comes in and he cooks for the whole crew. Well, uh, one of our friends that we're, you know, hanging around with doing stuff, whatever, she she knows how to convert and do things with edibles and distillates yeah. and stuff. And she converted a barbecue sauce um, that was infused. That was supposed to be the vehicle to convert like 20 other barbecue sauce bottles that size. So she made some concentrates. <laughs> like that was, that one was supposed to go into 20 more, mix it up. You know, like it was supposed to be spread up amongst a bunch of batches of barbecue sauce. And I'm not a huge fan of edibles anyway, just because I feel like when they hit me, they hit me. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I, I like to smoke flour because I can control that high. That's, that's yeah. how I am. You know, like it. It's always smiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can control it, and edibles just. I'm there, and then I'm gone. Like I'm yeah. fucking freaking out. Oh, dude, it's fucking edibles to flour is like almost the difference between like coke and meth. I, it like, has to be because like, yeah, dude, like, like you can't oh. fucking control the other one. Like edibles are coming, and they're not fucking. There's no mercy. <laughs> there's no fucking. There's mercy. not, bro. Especially so, so we're we're there, fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's Friday. The uh, Noah comes and he did barbecue as um chicken wings that were bomb as fucking burgers smoked burgers everything's good um i i had heard him asking christina several like weeks or months prior to like hey can you infuse bar i just want to try it yeah yeah whatever well uh it was friday i was i was inside the office doing payroll and paperwork and shit like that noah's out there you know ring the bell everyone come eat everyone's already eating I come out a little bit later and I make myself a big old fat plate of uh, chicken wings, smoked chicken wings and burger. And I saw Noah's shit is good. Everything he makes is from scratch. So his barbecue sauces, his all his dressings are wicked. So I didn't know it was infused. And I fucking hooked myself up with a big fat plate of barbecue sauce with my food. And I'm just going to town eating it, you know, with my chicken wings. I'm done with my chicken wings. I'm almost done. With, I had two bites left. I promise you of my burger. And I had put it on my burger, all over you my just burger. You dosed everything in everything this barbecue sauce. Everything was so fucking good, bro. Noah's, <laughs> Noah makes his shit from scratch, and it's good. I tasted zero. So it was Noah's barbecue sauce, and, and somebody else infused that? Yes. Okay. So he, he, you know, he made it from scratch, and she infused it. And um, I'm almost done with my burger, and these guys are, like, just looking at me. You know, we're eating, and they go, dude, uh -huh. you, I know you don't like edibles. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> and they're like well you fucking went pretty hard on that barbecue no. sauce and I, I i'm like you guys are fucking stupid stop trying to like scare me or something they're like, in your head and they're like no nah, dude no one said it to all of us it's infused that's why and i looked around everyone's plates dude and Nobody's like nobody had it sauce. on their plates and there's my poor dad like licking his fingers but he loves edibles and he he put barbecue <laughs> sauce on his then we have uh one of our guys that works for us his name is guy He's our plant guru, and he's over there fucking dousing his shit. And there's David at the end of the table, too, with barbecue sauce. And I'm like, uh, we'll see how this rides out. I think they're fucking full of shit, right? I did. I thought oh, they were full of shit. So, um, everybody started yeah, leaving. Yeah, everybody started leaving, dude. And I, I noticed it. I had a couple more checks, right, for the workers, and I'm writing them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was infused. I felt good, though. I got giggly as fuck. Everything's cool. Then everybody leaves. And my daughter came with me in the, to like the office for a little while. I'm doing paperwork and shit, and all of a sudden it hit me, hit me. She's running around. I'm fucking tripping balls. Like, oh, oh fuck, dude, this is like, 
it, this much. is what I don't like. It's too much. Not only that, it's too much. Yeah. So I, I start calling. I called Guy. I'm like, Guy, you ate that barbecue sauce, bro. How do you feel? And he's like, eh. I feel all right. Like, it's not that bad. It's a, it's a good high. I'm fucking pretty stoned from that. So I'm like, okay, I'm just freaking out then. I'm just being a little bitch. So I hang up. I'm like, okay, mom. I'm like, splash the water on the face. Like, you know, you're good, bro. And then all of a sudden, David, who can fucking do everything like a champion, like a pro, he could sit there, dab 10 grams in a day, and you wouldn't notice. He fucking came in with an eye dragging and dragging his leg. And he was dragging his leg, and that's when paranoia sunk in, dude. I'm like, you know, you're fucked. So I looked, I looked at him down, Dave's, and I'm like, Dave, what's up, bro? What's wrong? And he's like, fuck that fucking edible bullshit, bro. That shit's fucking poison. This ain't even normal. Like eye twitching, dragging his leg, and I'm like, it's a, it's so it really hit you? Like I'm still trying to believe it didn't hit me, and he's like, fuck yeah, it hit me, bro. I'll fuck. I'm calling someone to pick me up to work, bro. And I was like, oh my god. Like he didn't even say like you want to ride or you okay. I don't think I don't think he knew I had done more than him. So I'm like, oh fuck. Long story short, he, someone came, picked him up, and they left. And I'm just there with my daughter, and I'm like, she's still like da 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 da. And I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Like didn't know what to do. So I called somebody to pick me up too, and. That was a long night. Oh, it was fuck, dude. I'm I'm googling how do you take away the effect of edibles, and it's like you got to ride the ride it out for four to six hours. And I'm like, good, it's been two hours, fifteen minutes. Fuck, like I, dude, I just couldn't wait for that ride to be over. And then, sure enough, I I talked to my dad and the next day, I'm like, so how'd those? Ed-? He's like, oh, they were too fucking strong. <laughs> Guy goes up to work on Monday. I'm like, bro, I can't believe they didn't fuck you up. He goes, oh, I forgot to tell you. After I got off the phone with you, yeah, an hour later, I couldn't get off the couch and I was freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, oh fuck, dude. That's why. That's why you leave it to the experts. New new uh, rule at the ca- company cookouts. Uh, no, no more no, infused barbecue no sauce. Dosing. Fuck. Not dosing it ourselves anyway. Yeah, that shit was scary. But that that's another reason. Like, I mean, it's it's good to let like the guys that know what they're doing yeah. do what they do you know like <laughs> yeah nothing's like proper milligramage yeah. yeah yeah no and and no there's a big difference between like five milligrams and and 500 milligrams and uh <laughs> a big y- your, your body will feel uh, it yeah like your mind will feel it too and you know that that's something that shouldn't be taken lightly like i mean <laughs> fuck dude i'm a product i, I, it's, I know it's what it is it's only funny because you guys are such tough oh yeah roughneck dude. dudes it wouldn't be funny anybody else but at the end of the day you you turn into like almost like a little kid like it you're was, like this is wrong what did they do to me yeah i love that we could look back though and be like yeah. oh fuck we are human bro yeah and especially dave i like that dude's a machine and yeah. i'm looking at him i'm like oh if dave's down i am fucked <laughs> and i didn't get to say it because i'm sitting there like like dude you're a pussy bro like prep talking myself like come on man come on and i just couldn't do it bro i'm like oh, i'm fucking so i was so scared i called someone to drive i'm i'm fucking sitting there in the passenger seat like fucking like this ain't real bro when's it's gonna stop it didn't i woke up the next morning and was like fucking pinching myself and shit like yeah you you made it bro you're alive oh fucking pansy 
that's the second time I've heard that story, and I think yeah. I laughed just as hard. You it's, told me that. No, you you got to see when Mono told me he was acting it out, how Dave was fucking walking and dra- dragging his fucking leg, and it's it's, uh, it's fucking hilarious. It was hilarious. I, like to see him go down on cannabis. That's a good thing. How did you did you it. have barbecue sauce that day? Yeah, but you were fine. Yeah, you just didn't have any pain. <laughs> For a little he said, yeah, I was fine. He went home and went to bed. Yeah, he just slept like a baby. I ran, I ran home and crashed out. Hell yeah. Me and Dave started to be at work, so we couldn't just fucking close <laughs> our eyes and let it. Oh, dude, it was a trip. Yeah, Good that's how. Uh, there's a couple things like that. Um, um, edibles, strong edibles, and like uh, psychedelics. Oh. There's certain psychedelics like mushrooms that that really grab you by the balls and you just gotta fuck you you gotta tell yourself look i'm gonna be okay this this is not the end of the world mm-hmm. i'm not gonna die no because that's the first thing i think when you're out of your element and when you get like pulled into that fucking vortex that is being too fucked up you you start to like oh, i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna yeah. die and you gotta like just tell yourself i'm not gonna die and yeah i'm gonna feel weird as fuck and uncomfortable for the next fucking four to six hours, whatever. Yep. And you just got to ride it out. Try to sleep. Try to, you know, I, I've always recommended bread in the stomach. Eating. And, and, and I think that brings it down a little bit. Um, getting something in your stomach, something that'll, that'll fill your stomach. I don't know, that's kind of the same way you, you know, come back from a, a real oh, heavy drug. Yeah, but it yeah, does. It works. But it, it, it seemed, you know, some people say uh, CBD. Some people say... Um, black pepper peppercorn there's it's got beta carophyllene in it um which is a terpene which is a natural terpene um but i guess that that's you know that can really pull you out of it but yeah just for those of you that get stuck in that fucked up fucking realm well fucking a man um it was super cool having you guys down today um where can people follow you at um we have an instagram page cowboy rx Uh, Facebook page, but for some reason it gets flagged and banned all the time. Okay. Now you got to be real careful and just look what about out. dispos. Who's who's rocking with you guys real hard? You want to um, shout out any dispos? Lucky Farm here in Albuquerque's been rocking with us. Elements rocks with us. Um, Monster House, does Monster House Monster rocks House. hard with us in the south. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're, we're we work with them. Um, High Noon, uh, Cowboy Veer there rocks with us pretty dang hard. There, he, he's a real bit. cowboy too. He's a bull yeah, rider, a huh? Bull rider. I yeah, think I rode bulls together. He's one of our clients as well. Yep. Hell yeah. He's a good dude. We're, you know, we're we're humble and we're just kind of we're we're all over wherever they'll take us. We'll, yeah. We'll go and you know how it is. Yeah. It, it, it's an honor every time somebody calls and says, "Can we carry?" Or you know, what do you yeah. got? And it's cool. Like when people call you and you get to put your flower and your product in their store. It feels good. It does. It's super it, gratifying. It's super gratifying. And um, that's just, you know, we're, we're kind of all over. New Mexicans need to support more New Mexicans. 100%. Like straight the fuck up. Um, I think that there's a lot of talent in this state and there's a lot of smaller companies and not even smaller companies. There's a lot of big companies out there that are truly New Mexican companies. And I think that when you're purchasing cannabis here and if you're trying to support this state, you should look into where your stuff's coming from, where's who's behind the money, where's that money going, um, and and pick, you know, pick local local places. Yeah, we definitely have to do that. Yeah. Pick I think local, so. stay local. Yeah. Fuck yeah, local as fuck. Yep. All right. right.